and welcome to Misinformation, a trivia podcast for ladies and gents who love cool trivia and sticking it to annoying teams at Pub Quiz. We're your hosts. I'm Lauren. And I'm Julia. Hey, Jewel. We've been doing this for 74 episodes, and I think I just realized you say a trivia podcast for ladies and gents, and I say the trivia podcast for ladies and gents. Oh, no. Oh, no. We're, we're confusing our listener base. They don't know who to believe. They don't know if they listen to a podcast or the podcast. Oh, so, my God. You know, I didn't even think about that. Well, you we'll know have what? To, we'll have to we'll figure set it up out a tw- later. We'll set up a, tri- a Twitter poll. Okay. Have our listeners vote. Which article? Yeah. Which prefer? article would you prefer <laughs> for your trivia podcast hosted by ladies who love that cool trivia? Hell yeah. Oh man! So how's your uh, your New Year going, Jewel? Oh, so good. Have you already lost? I'm ripped seventy five pounds. <laughs> <laughs> You're so I'm ripped. So ripped. Oh, my goodness. I'm tan. You're very tan. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna say anything, but you look very tan. <laughs> I got my irises bleached. Yeah, it's... your eyes are so blue, like crystalline blue. Those are very dangerous. I think. Um, Someone got their eyes bleached. Was it T.I.'s <gasps> wife, Tiny? What? Yeah, she like went to Russia and had, she was like, oh, it's perfectly safe. She had her brown, like her eyes are as brown as mine, mm-hmm. dark brown. And she had them bleached to a beautiful no, pale blue gray. No, scary. don't do it. Don't do that. JK, everyone. I didn't do any of that no, stuff. No, <laughs> neither one of kidding. us did. <laughs> <laughs> same old. Same old, same old. You uh-huh. know us. Whatever, man. We're just going to get right to it this episode. Um, Lay it on me. I got a, I got the return of a, of a fan favorite segment. Ooh. Where in the world? Where in the world is? <laughs> okay. So this is where I'm going to give you seven clues about a place. Oh, yes. And if you can guess what it is, you win. I did so badly at this yes. last time. <laughs> the point value will decrease for every clue I give. Okay. Uh, you will ultimately just win the satisfaction of knowing about this place. Okay, great. All right. I will listen intently this time. All right, ready. Okay, here we go. Okay, they're going like from hardest to easiest. Okay. Okay. This country stopped collecting income tax in 1869. Okay. You might as well just guess something. (laughs) Pick Um, a country. Ooh, uh, Finland. Okay. Okay. It's not Finland. Those who live in this country have a life expectancy of almost 90 years. One of the longest in the world. American Samoa? No. Okay. This country's red and white flag looks exactly like Indonesia's, except there's one slight difference. Indonesia's flag is wider. Is wider? Mm-hmm. Not whiter? Wider. <laughs> it's like a little bit more white than the other one. Um, ew, is this an Asian country? That's, that's not oh, the yeah, game. Oh, yeah, right. I can't, I can't do that. Um, uh, keep going. Just pick a country. Okay. Uh, uh, Sweden. No. No. I know. I'm, you told me to pick a country. Yeah, it's true. More than 50 films have taken place in this country, including Iron Man 2 and Madagascar 3, Europe's Most Wanted. Oh, my God, Julia, is it America? No. <laughs> oh, oh. Are they set there or filmed there? The country stopped collecting income tax. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm the last person to know. <laughs> More than 50 films have taken place in this country, including Iron Man 2 and Madagascar 3, Europe's Most Wanted. Okay. All right. I th- I'm getting... Because I did just watch Iron Man 2. I'm, I know oh, yeah, I'm behind. You guys are going back through the Marvel yeah, movies. Yeah, we're going through back through all the Marvel movies. Okay. Ugh, bless yeah, you. I know. Um, It's like... Uh, 
uh, is it Morocco? It is not Morocco. Oh, okay. It is the second smallest country in the world, only after Vatican City. Its total land area is about the size of New York City's Central Park, and it takes just under an hour, about 56 minutes, to walk the width of this country. Is it Algiers? No, that's a very big country. Is it big? Okay, shoot. Um, The city's biggest attraction is the Casino de Monte Carlo. Citizens, however, are not allowed to gamble or even enter the establishment. Is this Ibiza? No. (laughs) I think Ibiza is a city. Shit. I'm so bad at this. I haven't narrowed to like the... Mediterranean, go. Finally. Uh. American actress Grace Kelly married Prince Rainier III from this country to become a real life princess. Oh my God, I was so close. It's Monaco. It is Monaco. I said Morocco and I meant Monaco. That's very good. That's very good. So that's where is Ibiza? (laughs) I think that's part of Spain. Okay. Oh, no, that makes sense because the Catalan accent is the. the, Okay. Yeah. Um, So this actually. Related to my topic, I Ooh, promise. Um, Monaco is uh, an important country, and you'll learn more about why after I teach you all about why you gotta go fast. All about race cars. You're so excited. You didn't know you needed this podcast episode, but we all do. <laughs> Get ready. Buckle in, guys. That was not a pun. Literally. That was intended. Yes. Literally. All right. Race cars. What do we know about what them? What are they? Almost nothing. Absolutely. Right? Me too. Wow. We're like, they go left in a circle. Yes. For a couple hours. And there's famous guys. One guy died real bad. Oof, yeah. And then there's there's European, which is like, ha, ha, ha. And then there's like American, which is like, poor Hi, me yeehaw. Yeah, yeehaw. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so lay it on me. Let's I want it. all the info. All right. The first prearranged match race of two self-powered road vehicles over a prescribed route occurred. On August 30th, 1867, at 4.30 in the morning wow. in England, specifically between Ashton Underlin and Old Trafford, which was a distance of eight miles. Wow. It was won by the carriage belonging to Isaac Watt Bolton being raced against the carriage of Daniel Adamson. Curiously, the reports of the day do not indicate who was driving, just the owners of the cars being driven. Uh, that is the most British st- sentence I've ever heard. <laughs> so british (laughs) the first u.s motor race took place in the state wisconsin where the state legislature passed an act in 1875 offering a substantial prize three years later two vehicles raced on july 16th 1878 over a 200 mile course from green bay to appleton oshkosh wapon watertown fort atkinson and chainesville and then it turned north and ended in madison of course ah i mean all of our wisconsin all our favorite are like, yeah, woo, <laughs> woo, Oshkosh, that's the city. <laughs> the two vehicles were only referenced by their town of origin, the Oshkosh and the Green Bay. So again, we don't know who these, who these brave men or women exactly. were. Exactly, exactly. Internal combustion auto racing events began soon after the construction of the first successful gasoline-fueled automobiles. The first organized contest was in April 1887 by the chief editor of the Paris publication, Le Velocipede, Monsieur... Fossier. Monsieur Fossier? Monsieur Fossier. That's an alias. It ran (laughs) two kilometers, about 1.2 miles, from the Noyer Bridge to the Bois de Boulogne. And it was won by George Bouton of the Didion Bouton Company in a car that he had constructed 
with oh, wow. Albert, the Comte de Dion. But the thing is, he was the only competitor to show up, so it might not be totally accurate oh. to call it a race. <laughs> so he didn't actually race against anybody. He just he drove fast. Yes. But it was, it was scheduled. It was a combustion engine thing. Yeah. It was a, it was a prescribed route. It was technically a race. Yes. So four or more wheeled motorsport competition is globally governed by the Federación Internacional de l'Automobile, the FIA, and the Federación Internacional de Motociclism, the FIM, oh. which governs two-wheeled competition. Uh, <laughs> motociclism is the best French word <laughs> besides fromage I have ever heard. Yes. So let's get into things that we might... We might know some of these words. We might be familiar with some okay. of this stuff. So yeah, stock yeah. car racing. Yes. AKA okay. NASCAR. Oh. Ready? Okay. Stock car racing is a form of automobile racing found mainly and most prominently in the US and Canada. Sure. Traditionally, races are run on oval tracks measuring approximately 0.25 to 2.66 miles or 0.4 to 4.3 kilometers. The world's largest governing body for stock car racing is the American NASCAR and its Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series oh is the gosh. premier top-level series of professional stock car racing. We'll talk more about that, that later. That is the most American sentence I've sure ever heard in my it life. Is. <laughs> so top-level races typically range between 200 to 600 miles. That's about 322 to 966 kilometers in length. Top-level stock cars reach speeds in excess of 200 miles an hour. That's too fast. Yep. At speedway tracks and on super speedway tracks, such as the Daytona International Speedway and the Talladega Super Speedway. In October 2007, American race car driver Russ Wicks set a speed record for stock cars in a 2007 season Dodge Charger built to NASCAR specifications by achieving a maximum speed of 244.9 miles per hour at the Bonneville Salt Flats. That is about 394 kilometers an hour. That's crazy too fast that's too fast there's no need and the salt flats are flat <clears throat> like it's not like you're gonna get in a car accident everyone's like we're good like go ahead go fast Bye. i would still be scared Terrified. out of my brain yeah something could happen there could be like a little turtle oh no that you don't see don't say that. and you, you you go airborne yeah and then you're flipping in the air <laughs> and you're screaming no thank and then you the engine explodes because it always does in oh. movies oh jeez <sighs> This is very dangerous. This is a very dangerous <laughs> yeah. subject. Oh, there's a lot of danger in this subject. Yeah. Actually, yes. Um, so enclosed wheel racing is a set of classes of vehicles where the wheels are primarily enclosed inside the bodywork of the car, which is similar to the American stock car. If you're picturing like a NASCAR car in your head. Oh my God, you're right. The wheels are inside the thing. The wheels are inside the car. <laughs> I never thought about that. You're right. That's so pretty- the history here. So in the 1920s, moonshine runners during the Prohibition era would often have to outrun the authorities. And to do so, they had to upgrade their vehicles while leaving them looking ordinary so as not to attract attention. Okay. Eventually, runners started getting together with fellow rum runners and making runs together. They would challenge one another and eventually progress to organized events in the early 1930s. Okay. The main problem racing faced was the lack of a unified set of rules among like what was happening in the day um there was a guy named bill france who saw this problem and he set up a meeting at the streamline hotel in order to form an organization that would unify the rules when nascar was first formed by bill france senior in 1948 to regulate stock car racing in the u.s there was a requirement that any car entered must be made entirely of parts available to the general public through automobile dealers additionally the cars had to be models that had sold more than 500 units to the public and this was referred to as homologation 
in NASCAR's early years, the cars were so stock that it was commonplace for drivers to drive themselves to the competitions in the car that they were going to run in the race. Okay. All right. That makes sense. So it couldn't be like, you couldn't just like go into your garage and with a bunch of jet fuel and and weld yourself a bunch of things and whatever. It had to be stuff that anybody could do to their car. Sure. Okay. So a stock car in the original sense of the term is an automobile that has not been modified from its original factory configuration. Later, the term stock car came to mean any production-based automobile used in racing. And this term is used to differentiate such a car from a race car, which is a special custom-built car designed only for racing purposes. The degree to which the cars conform to standard model specs has changed over the years and varies from country to country. Today, most American stock cars may superficially resemble standard American family sedans, but are in fact purpose-built racing machines built to a strict sense of regulation governing the car design, ensuring that the chassis, suspension, engine, et cetera, et cetera, are architecturally identical on all vehicles. Okay. Stock car races take place predominantly on oval tracks of three or four turns, with all turns to the left. Oval tracks are classified as short track, less than one mile, intermediate or speedway, which are one to two miles long, or super speedway, which are over two miles long. Like the, you know, when you're running track in school and you're like, that's a 400 (laughs) meter... Okay. Anyway, <laughs> a, st- a standard like track, sure, yeah, yeah, would be like a 400 meter for yeah. the one loop around. So some of these are over, like a super speedway. The track is over two miles long for I just see. one oval. So that makes sense that it would be a super speedway because you can really get speed up on the straightaways when you would obviously have to slow down Lucky in the curve so that you don't yeah. crash and burn. Yep. I know. Yeah. I know a little bit about racing. A little bit. I know a little bit. <laughs> There are also road courses, which are any tracks having both left and right turns. And depending on the track, typical race speeds can vary from 90 miles an hour at Martinsville in West Virginia to over 200 miles an hour at Talladega. Oval circuits differ from the rough terrain and sharp turns of rally racing, which we'll talk about later, and the complicated twists and turns of Formula One tracks, which I'll also talk about later. Stock cars are much heavier than Formula One cars, and as a result, they are generally slower. So you'll kind of see this come up. There are multiple racing series within NASCAR, including the Xfinity Series, the Camping World Truck Series, Mm. and the K&N Pro Series, both East and West. But the top racing series of NASCAR, and the one you should know, is currently called the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. Oh my gosh. Or Menx. No. M-E-N-C-S. Because it's hard to type out Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series over and over. You know what? I didn't know that Monster Energy... (laughs) Was still making enough money to sponsor an entire race. A race. I mean, but they got a built-in audience. I guess you're you know? right. Yeah. If you drink Monster, you probably love racing and vice versa. <laughs> so the series began in 1949 as the Strictly Stock Division. And from 1950 to 1970, it was known as the Grand National Division. In 1971, when the series began leasing its naming rights to the R.J. Reynolds Tobacco Company, it was referred to as the Winston Cup Series. You've probably heard that oh, term. Yeah. A similar deal was made with Nextel in 2003, and it became the Nextel Cup Series. Oh, man. Remember Nextel? <laughs> Sprint acquired Nextel in 2005. Yeah. And in 2008, the series was renamed the Sprint Cup Series, which lasted until 2016. And then in December 2016, mm. it was announced that Monster Energy would be the new <laughs> title sponsor starting uh, in 2017. Classy as always. The championship is determined by a point system, with points being awarded according to finish placement and the number of laps led. So it's not just like, you won the race, you get 100 points. It's like, well, if you were in front of everybody for 99 of those laps and then you came in third place, that was still, you get some points out of that. 
Oh my gosh. So you know, it I never like, thought about you know, that. makes you, um, I guess it like makes you more involved. Like instead of just like, I'm just going to hang up back here and then like try to speed up later yeah. with the end. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Huh. There's a point system in NASCAR. Point system. You know what? Honestly, I'm shocked that it's as complicated as it is. Because it seems very simple. (laughs) Super simple. She's just looking around the room, (laughs) looking for affirmation. (laughs) The, The Cup Series season is divided into two segments. After the first 26 races, 16 drivers, selected primarily on the basis of wins during those first races, are seeded based on their total number of wins. And they compete in the last 10 races where the difference in points is greatly minimized. And this is called the NASCAR playoffs. Okay. All right. Okay. The Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series Drivers Championship is awarded by the chairman of NASCAR to the most successful Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series <laughs> racing car driver over a season. I can't believe this is a sport. <laughs> I never thought I would have to say this I sentence. Know. You're saying Monster Energy more than you have ever said Monster Energy in your whole life. You have reached peak Monster Energy. <laughs> Here I am drinking my cup of Monster Energy Nightmare Fuel. <gasps> oh my God. Nightmare Fuel. Fuel your nightmares. <laughs> it's purple and green. Both. It's for it some changes reason. color when it touches your lips. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Overall, 33 different drivers have won the NASCAR championship with Richard Petty in the 1960s and 1970s. I've heard of him. Dale Earnhardt in the sure. 1980s and May 1990s. And Jimmy Johnson in the 2000s to 2010s. They hold the record for the most titles at seven apiece. Okay. Um, Jimmy Johnson has the record for most consecutive drivers championships, winning five from 2006 to 2010. Wait, is this guy the guy who shills for boner pills? Different Jimmy Johnson. Oh, okay. Continue. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that you knew that. That's the football guy. Yeah. Oh, oh, right, 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 right. Football Jimmy Johnson. Johnson. Football Jimmy Johnson, not racing Jimmy Johnson. Yep. My apologies to the family of racing Jimmy Johnson's family. Continue. The 2018 winner of the NASCAR Cup Series. Good to know. We learned this a few weeks ago. His nickname is Sliced Bread. And his name is... I don't remember. We said it was Danny Wonder. (laughs) That's true. We did say... Or no, it was Bill Wonder. We said Bill Wonder. Bill (laughs) Pumpernickel. Bill Pumpernickel. His name is Joey Logano. Joey Logano. And I tried to figure out why his nickname is Sliced Bread. And it's not a real story. Because he's the best. They just started calling him Sliced Bread. It stuck. Oh, it's not like he showed up at work one day and was like, hey, guys, you want some bread? And they were like, okay, hey, sliced bread over here. Look at this guy. No, nothing good. Nothing. Joey Logano, 2018 winner. Sliced, sliced bread. bread. Other NASCAR big names to know. Okay. All right. Jeff Gordon. Sure. Um, he was the 1990s to 2000s. Tony Stewart was yes. the 2000s to 2010s. And Kurt and Kyle Busch, their brothers, um, the 2000s yep. to the 2010s. And also Martin Truex Jr., 2000s to 2010s. <gasps> there are a bunch of ladies in NASCAR. Yes. Ladies of NASCAR. <laughs> in 1949. 1949. Wow. Sarah Christian competed in the inaugural NASCAR race at the Charlotte Speedway, though she had a driver named Bob Flock finish the race for her. What? I don't uh, know. Like she. She started 1948. Well, I mean, hey, I'm not Women complaining. We weren't allowed to buy things then. <laughs> I don't think we had credit cards yet. But yeah, <laughs> no, you're right. 
And then we had Janet Guthrie, who started the 1976 World 600, finishing 15th ahead of Dale Earnhardt. <gasps> yes. A year later, Janet Guthrie became the first woman to lead a Winston Cup Series race under caution at the Ontario Speedway. In 1988, the Charlotte Daytona Dash Series driver Shauna Robinson became the first woman to win a NASCAR Touring Series event. Nice. Also earning Rookie of the Year and Most Popular Driver honors. Yeah. Women began to compete more frequently throughout NASCAR's lower series during the 1990s. Um, Patty Moyes made a record 133 Xfinity Series starts between 1986 and 1998. And Tammy Jo Kirk scored 37 top 10 finishes and two poles in what was then known as the All-Pro Series. There have been 16 women who have participated in the NASCAR Cup Series and three women who have gone on to race in the Daytona 500. That's great. Yeah. You don't see a lot of them. You don't hear about a lot of them besides Danica Patrick. Yeah. Yeah. And she didn't even start out in NASCAR. We'll get to Danica Patrick. Oh, jeez. She's not known as a NASCAR driver. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And now she's known as the Schiller for GoDaddy. And she makes leggings now, I think. Oh. Yeah. And she's dating Aaron Rodgers. (gasps) Yes. I hate to disappoint, but yeah, she's dating Aaron Rodgers. People think she's his beard. I'm just saying. Hot tea. Anyway, continue. I'm sorry. Well, after NASCAR, got to learn about... Formula One or F1. F1, okay. Or if you're a fan of a certain movie, you call it Formula Oh. <laughs> All right. Okay. Formula One is a European-based series that runs only street circuit and racetracks. These cars are heavily based around technology and their aerodynamics. With the highest speed record set in 2005 by Juan Pablo Montoya hitting 373 kilometers per hour. It's about 232 miles an hour. So it's a little less than that than that other stock car. But like this is a guy on a real track. Like this wasn't like just somebody out in the desert. Yeah, yeah. Some of the most prominent races are the Monaco Grand Prix. Oh, hey, hey. Monaco. The Italian Grand Prix and the British Grand Prix. Um, The season ends with the crowning of the World Championship for drivers and constructors. F1 is the highest class of single-seater auto racing sanctioned by the FIA. The formula in the name refers to the set of rules to which all participants' cars must conform. A Formula One season consists of a series of races known as Grand Prix, uh, French for grand prizes or great prizes, which are held worldwide on purpose-built circuits and public roads. Formula One cars are the fastest regulated road course racing cars in the world, owing to very high cornering speeds achieved through the generation of large amounts of aerodynamic downforce. What? Lots of physics. Like the way that they're built... They they can take those turns yeah. fast mm-hmm. because they've got special stuff. Yes. Cool. So recently, even in um, 2017, the cars underwent major changes, allowing for wider front and rear wings and wider tires, resulting in cornering forces closing in at 6.5 G and top speeds oh of gosh. up to approximately... 375 kilometers per hour or 235 miles an hour. The hybrid engines are currently limited in performance to a maximum of 15,000 RPMs, and the cars are very dependent on electronics, aerodynamics, suspension, and tires. Uh, Modern Formula One cars are mid-engined, hybrid, open cockpit, open wheel, single seaters. The chassis is made largely of carbon fiber composites, rendering it light but extremely stiff and strong. So it's not made of steel like... Oh, okay. Like the stock car. Right. Interesting. The whole car, including the engine fluids and driver, weighs only 1,523 pounds oh or 691 kilograms. Oh, my God. That's so light. That's very light. No wonder that um, laser guy played by Mickey uh, Rourke was able to like just pick it up and throw it. 
in Iron Man 2. <laughs> See, now I can make references to movies. That's... He had like laser whips. Pikachu, Pikachu. What was his name? Do you remember that guy's name? Laser Whip Man, played by Mickey Rourke, uh, with a Russian accent. He picked up a Formula One car. Owned by Tony Stark, of course. Anyway, I'm sorry. Of course. Of course. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, like, these cars are designed to be super fast. Like, Uh science. Yeah. Physics. Technology. Curve that thing. Sexy Italians. Make a wing. Be... Yeah. And also go on a diet because oh yeah, you, you got to be skinny like you a gotta be skinny. like a jockey. Yeah. yeah, you can't be some hefto. Nope, squeezing your ass into nope. a tiny. They're going to weigh you car. in before that event. Yeah, they are. A Formula One Grand Prix event spans a weekend, and it typically begins with two free practice sessions on a Friday and one free practice on a Saturday. Okay. Additional drivers, commonly known as third drivers, are allowed to run on Fridays, but only two cars may be used per team, requiring a race driver to give up his seat. So that's a lot. That's a thing you also hear about in different races too. Is the different teams. So okay. say you and I are sponsored by Jimmy Dean. <laughs> sure. Mm, say the breakfast bangers <laughs> so, sausage bangers so we're on the jimmy dean breakfast bangers team <laughs> yes okay so there's us yeah there, you and me we're both on the team so okay they want one of us to win so one of us might you know we'll be like don't worry we're gonna one of us will win this race yeah so maybe you're ahead and then i see some jerks behind you trying to catch up on you i might get in their way so that my oh, teammate okay could continue you get winning. To the front. yeah that's interesting okay so, so it's a little a lot about teams and that oh. you don't really you don't necessarily think about that so you're not just uh playing for yourself playing <laughs> you're not just driving for yourself you, there's also some strategy involved mm-hmm. with another person yes okay that's interesting. so you hear about people like slingshotting yeah yeah or like you're you're just messing you're just blocking people yeah blocking. these are all very technical <laughs> race, racing terms race car terms <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, so <laughs> the qualifying sessions um, determine the starting order for the actual race on Sunday. So you have some some free practice sessions or whatever, but then that helps to determine what the order will be on okay. the Sunday of the race. So the race actually begins with a warm-up lap, after which the cars assemble on the starting grid in the order they qualified. And this lap is often referred to as the formation lap, as the cars lap in formation with no overtaking, although a driver who makes a mistake may regain lost ground provided he has not fallen to the back of the field. The warm-up lap allows drivers to check the condition of the track and their car. It gives the tires a chance to warm up to increase traction, and it also gives the pit crews time to clear themselves and their equipment from the race grid. Sure, sure. Um, throughout the race, drivers may make pit stops to change tires and repair damage. Different teams and drivers may employ different pit stop strategies in order to maximize their car's potential. Um, so there's like different tire compounds that you might want to do depending on how the track is. Oh, yeah. um, different, Maybe there's different fuel involved. Oh, my oh gosh. gosh. Um, yeah. So different tires will have like different colors on their sidewalls. So okay. you can tell. So like you might be like, oh, it's really wet out here. I'm going to put these special ones on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're very good at that. We should really be on the Jimmy Dean <laughs> breakfast bangers team. <laughs> NASCAR call us. We will be very We're cheap. We're here. But we're talking about Formula One right now. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, so 33 different drivers have won the Formula One World Drivers Championship with German Michael Schumacher holding the record for most titles at seven. The current champion for 2018 is British driver Lewis Hamilton. Okay. Good to know. He's the F1 driver you should know. The British guy. Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton. Okay. Um, five women racing drivers have entered at least one Grand Prix. 
Um, Maria Teresa de Filippis from Italy entered five races in the 1958 and 1959 seasons and came in at the 10th position in the 1958 Belgian Grand Prix. In the following race in France that season, the 1958 French Grand Prix, the race director did not allow her to participate, Uh. saying that, quote, the only helmet that a woman should use is the hairdresser. (gasps) I knew you were going to make that sound, so I wanted to include this. (laughs) First of all, one, one. Not even that good of a burn. So try again, monsieur. Second of all. Second of all. How dare you? How dare you, sir, monsieur. Honestly. She, like, yeah, she did pretty good. Yeah. Whatever. Um, the woman who competed in the most Grand Prix is Lella Lombardi. She had 17 entries and 12 starts. Uh, Desiree Wilson became the only woman to win a Formula One race of any kind when she won at the Brand Hatch in the British Aurora F1 Championship in 1980. Nice. Where's her movie? Yeah. Where's her chariot? Where's her fire? story? Yeah. We'll write it. Okay. That'll good. be our next screenplay. Great. <laughs> um, Formula E... This is a subclass of Formula One. Formula E is a class of open wheel auto racing that uses only electric powered cars. Oh, that's kind of cool. So the series was conceived in 2012 and the inaugural championship started in Beijing in September 2014. The series is also sanctioned by the FIA and races a spec chassis battery combination with manufacturers allowed to develop their own electric power trains. And the series has gained significant traction in recent years. I bet those are are very quiet races. (laughs) Just very like whisper quiet. All you hear is the wind as they pass. <laughs> so that's Formula One. Okay. Let's go back to America. You got right. Indy cars. Indy cars. Oh. Indy cars. Are you ready? Yeah. So um, Indy car racing, another professional level automobile racing in the U.S. and North America. Um, it's also known as American open wheel car racing. So okay. in, stock, in NASCAR, the wheels are covered. Closed, yeah. And they're like built from regular car regular parts. ass car stuff formula yeah. one the wheels are open they're made of like fiberglass yeah and, they got like, those fancy aerodynamic wings everything stuff. yeah okay indycar it originated in 1909 in portland oregon and the indianapolis motor speedway opened that same year and held races that ranged from 50 to 200 miles um the indycar series premier race is the indianapolis 500 which began in may 1911 and today indycar operates a full schedule with over 20 teams and 40 different drivers the current schedule includes 14 tracks over the course of 17 races per season indycar is a generic name for championship open wheel auto racing so it initially described an open wheel car that participated in the indianapolis 500 mile race originally the cars were referred to as championship cars however as the result of the genre's fundamental link to Indianapolis, many people started to use the IndyCar name in order to differentiate the Indianapolis-style open-wheel cars from other types of open-wheel cars, such as those used in Formula O. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So you got stock car, normal-ass cars, NASCAR, that's uh-huh. stock car. So then you got Formula O. Uh. That's very like, <laughs> very, uh, they're European. like, oh, we are using physics. Mm-hmm. Smoking my cigarette. Um, and then Indy is kind of like the Formula One for America. America. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So they've got like actual race cars. 
that are specially built, spec built to be like as fast, as light yeah. with open wheels and all that stuff. Okay. Yeah. All right. I can see that. So they are generally slower on street and road courses. Um, they're also less expensive and less technology centric than those used in Formula One. Okay. Um, IndyCar racing historically tended to take place on high speed ovals while Formula One used primarily permanent road courses. Okay. Um, though IndyCar right now has like a balance of oval tracks and also like road races, which is neat. Um, so the Indy Racing League, also known as IndyCar, sanctions four racing series. The premier IndyCar series with its centerpiece, the Indianapolis 500, and the developmental series Indy Lights, the Pro Mazda Championship, and the USF 2000 National Championship, which are all part of the Road to Indy. Wow. Um, the Mazda Road to Indy presented by Cooper <laughs> Tires. One word, one phrase. One phrase. The Mazda Road to Indy presented by Cooper Tires is a driver development program providing scholarship-funded path to reach the Verizon IndyCar Series and the Indianapolis 500. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, Lots right. of sponsors. Yeah. No, a lot of sponsors. So here's, here's where I'm getting a little tripped up. Okay. Scholarship. You're a high school student. Your name is Buck, we'll say. You grew up in southern Indiana on a farm. Mm-hmm. You say, one day, daddy, I'm going to be an Indian race car driver. That's how I imagine Indian- people from Indianapolis talk. Hoosiers. Hoosiers, if you will. Yes, Hoosiers, Hoosiers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, I'm not going to go to no teaching college. I don't want to learn nothing. I want to drive a car for mm-hmm. fa- real fast. Is that a thing? Like, is that a, I mean, it's a sport, but is it a sport? You know what I mean? I think so. It okay. seems like there's so many different levels, like before you get to professional. Yeah, like yeah. You can be an amateur car driver when you're 15. That's true. That's true. That's true. So if you grew up, you built yourself a go-kart in the backyard or you go ATV in and you yeah. know how to how to work it, and then you might start being an amateur racer All and right. kind of work your way up. Okay, I can see um, that. There's also training programs using video game simulators. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, if NASA will do it, might as well. Yeah. I mean, then nobody gets into a horrifying car right. accident before they get good at it. Yes. It's understandable. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've got, if Buck got his, bless Buck's heart, he got yeah. that scholarship, he joined a racing team, yep. he worked his way up. Now you got the Indianapolis 500, which yeah. is considered the marquee event of IndyCar racing. That's easy way to remember it. The Indianapolis 500 is for Indy cars. Yeah. Okay. It's Done. right there in the name. Right there in the name. I don't need a mnemonic device. <laughs> the race has been held every year from 1911 to 2018, with the exception of 1917 to 1918 for World War One. Yeah. And 1942 to 1945 because of World War II. Woo! Oh, so, you know what I should have said is gonorrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Mass they gonorrhea. They took three years off of racing. <laughs> they had to bleach everything. Oh my God. It was terrible. So winning the Indianapolis 500 has frequently been considered at near or equal profile to winning the national championship. The event is held over Memorial Day weekend in late May, and the track itself is nicknamed the Brickyard because the racing surface was paved in brick in the fall of 1909. Oh, my God. That's awful. It's very hard to drive on. Yeah, that'll really crush up your spine. So IndyCar drivers to know. Okay. A.J. Foyt, who had the most championship titles and race wins. He won 67 USAC races and seven titles. Okay. Mario Andretti. Yes. You've heard of him. I have heard of him. He is the most successful driver born outside the U.S. You also have Michael Andretti. I think they're brothers. I'm like, 
88% sure they're brothers. Okay. There must be. There's no way to know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like there's some place that Michael, we could find out that out. Michael Andretti had the most cart and champ car sanction races that he won. And then you have Danica Patrick. Yeah. She's the only woman to ever win a national championship level open wheel race. She won the Indy Japan 300 in wow. 2008. Wow. Good for her. Um, but in 2010, she started to race stock cars in NASCAR. Okay. And then she did pr- pretty well there. But mm. she officially retired after competing in the 2018 Daytona 500 and the 2018 Indianapolis 500. So she was racing both IndyCar and NASCAR. Oh, my she gosh. she started out with IndyCar. All right. Still the only woman to have ever won an IndyCar race. And now she's designing leggings. I think it's they're just called Danica. Get that. Yeah. I mean, hey, get that legging <laughs> coin. It's so hot right now. Um, and the 2018 IndyCar Series winner, Scott Dixon of New Zealand. Of, oh, what was, where was that? New Zealand. No. <laughs> Noise, New Zealand. <laughs> of New Zealand? I didn't know there was that much room over there. Really? He got off the island. Yeah, he got off the island and found some tracks. Yep. yep. Okay. So Scott Dixon him. is your 2018 IndyCar Series From winner. New Zealand. And finally, you have Rally. Rally car racing. Michael Andretti is Mario Andretti's son. Oh, okay. Not his brother. Not his brother. That's okay. It just Great. came to me in a flash of, <laughs> flash of, of, of information of clarity. Yes. Also, Mario Andretti is name checked in a in an Amy Grant song. Because I is had, it in Baby Baby? It, it might be in Baby Baby because I had the Baby Baby album on tape. Baby, baby, now I'm getting ready. I'm going out with Mario and <laughs> That's it. Oh, my God. You got it right. First try. <laughs> You're so good at remembering Amy Grant songs. Oh, all right. I'm sorry. Rally car racing. <laughs> We're not Rally talking about car. Amy Grant is a later topic. Okay. We'll, we'll circle back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rally is a form of motorsport that takes place on public or private roads with modified production or specially built road legal cars. It is distinguished by running not on a circuit, but instead in a point to point format in which participants and their co-drivers drive between set control points or special stages. I know about this. I know about this. Finish. No, finish it up. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) Take us home. Because I know I worked with two guys back at the RMSC who were like three guys actually who were super into rally car racing and it's all about like timing to checkpoints uh-huh. it's not about how fast you go yeah it's about like being able to read a clock really well or whatever yeah yeah anyway continue so you have a you have a driver and a co-driver and yes. the co-driver is usually like the navigator mm-hmm. oh you should have turned left yeah mm. and you're gonna make a left in three two one Psh. yeah so, yeah, rally is all about timing, exactly. So they might be won by pure speed within the stages or alternatively by driving to a predetermined ideal journey time within the stages. As public interest in rally grew in the like mid-20th century, car companies started to introduce special models or variants for rallying, such as the British Motor Corporation's highly successful Mini Cooper, introduced oh. in 1962. 
and its successor, the Mini Cooper S in 1963, developed by the Cooper Car Company. Shortly after, Ford of Britain first hired Lotus to create a high-performance version of their family car, and then in 1968 launched the Escort Twin Cam, one of the most successful rally cars of its era. In 1980, German carmaker Audi, at the time not noted for their interest in rallying, introduced a rather large and heavy version of their family sedan, developing the first rally car to have over 300 horsepower, a turbocharger, and four-wheel drive. The Audi Quattro. The Quattro quickly became the car to beat on snow, ice, or gravel. Yeah. There are two main forms of rally. You have stage rallies and road rallies. Since the 1960s, stage rallies have been the professional branch of the sport. They're based on straightforward speed over stretches of road close to other traffic. So they might vary from asphalt mountain passes to rough forest tracks and like ice and snow or desert sand, each chosen to provide an enjoyable challenge for the crew (laughs) and a test of the car's performance and reliability. Sure. Ah, mm, Yes. Ooh. Mm, So enjoyable. (laughs) Road rallies are the original form held on highways open to normal traffic where the emphasis is not on outright speed, but on accurate timekeeping and navigation Uh and on vehicle reliability, often on difficult roads or over long distances. But the road rallies are now primarily like amateur events. Yes. There are several types of road rallies testing accuracy, navigation, or problem solving. Um, Some common types include the regularity rally or a time speed distance rally, which tests the ability to stay on track and on time. Others are Monte Carlo style rally, which tests navigation and timing and various gimmick rally types that test logic and observation. Oh, like a really fun puzzle. Can but you see a bird? Quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Many early rallies were called trials. Um, and though this term is mainly applied to the specialist form of motorsport of climbing as far as you can up steep and slippery hills. Uh. Seems dangerous. Yep. Um, And many meets or assemblies of their car enthusiasts and their vehicles are still called rallies, even if they involve merely the task of just getting there, often on a trailer. Rallying is very popular at the grass roots of motorsports. Um, so like motor clubs. So individuals interested in being involved in rallying are encouraged to join a local auto club. And club rallies are usually run on public roads with an emphasis on navigation and teamwork. Mm-hmm. Public roads are often closed during during yeah. those times. There's usually like cooperation with your like local authorities. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're not just like tearing ass through <laughs> local traffic in a we go New York. Um, and rallying is also unique in its choice of where and when to race. So rallies take place on all surfaces and in all conditions. So you've got tarmac, gravel, snow, ice, and sometimes more than one in a single rally, depending on the course and event. Rallies are also run every month of the year in every climate from bitter cold to monsoon rain. Oh my gosh. As a result of the drivers not knowing exactly what lies ahead, the lower traction available on dirt roads and the driving characteristics of small cars, the drivers are much less visibly smooth than circuit racers, mm-hmm. regularly sending the car literally flying over bumps, sliding the cars out of corners. Yep. And you might end up in a ditch. Yeah. You might. My friend Rich, he uh, has his rally car and he welded the entirety of the chassis and body together (gasps) to create like a little, like his little cab, like a safe little (laughs) cab for himself. Oh my gosh. So that if he got into an accident, it would, it it would like stay together, it wouldn't crush him to death. And um, that has saved his body oh my gosh. on numerous occasions. See, this one sounds fun. Oh, but sure. But also still kind of dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, you have like, there's stages within a rally sometimes. So like the actual competition takes place then. Um, rally cars are kind of unlike any other top level racing. Yeah. Because, you know, you run at normal driving speeds. 
um, and they are typically registered for street travel. So like you can't take your NASCAR car on I-81. No. But you could drive your rally car on, on the highway. Rich used to drive his rally car to work every day. Didn't have heat. That's great. That's okay. Uh, he now that he <laughs> now that he has kids, I think he doesn't actually like race drive anymore. I mm-hmm. think he's he's one of like the clearing drivers okay. where they actually like drive ahead of the people actually oh, racing wow. to kind of make sure that there aren't any accidents or like mm-hmm. like anything blocking the way while they're oh, like doing cool. the race. Yeah. So some some things you need to know, some bonus things about rally. The Dakar Rally, or simply the Dakar, formerly known as the Paris to Dakar Rally, is an annual rally raid organized by the Amori Sport Organization. Um, most events since the inception in 1978 were from Paris, France to Dakar, Senegal. But due to security threats in, in Africa at the oh, time, geez, which yeah. led to the cancellation of the 2008 rally, races since 2009 have been held in South America. So the Paris-Dakar rally is in South America. Oh, come on. That's a little that's confusing. Not, that's across the ocean. So the race is open to amateur and professional entries. Um, amateurs typically make up about 80% of the participants, and it is an off-road endurance event. Oh, um, the terrain that the competitors follow is much tougher than that used in conventional rallying and vehicles used are true off-road vehicles rather than just modified on-road vehicles. Um, There are a lot of competitive special sections including um, off-roads, crossing dunes, uh, through mud, rocks, grass, etc. And the distances of each stage covered vary from short distances up to 500 miles a day. Wow. Oh my gosh. That's Mm -hmm. really far. So the World Rally Championship Series consists of 13 three-day events driven on various surfaces across different countries. Each rally is split into 15 to 25 special stages, which are run against the clock on closed roads. The current holder of the World Rally Drivers Championship is Sebastien Auger of France, who has won the title six times, um, straight through from 2013 all the way to 2018. And his co-driver, who is the navigator of the rally car, and he sits in the front passenger seat, is Julien Ingracia, who has also won six championships alongside Auger. Oh, that's lovely. Um, Another rally driver to know is Colin McRae. Um, He is a Scottish... Sorry was a Scottish rally driver. Um, He won the 1995 World Rally Championship driver's title as the youngest ever to win. Um, He also won a lot more things in the 1990s and early 2000s. Um, He died in like a helicopter crash. Oh, like, but oh, so many of these guys, like if you're reading about a race car driver and you're like, man, he died young. Chances were that he... He was trying to fly something else. He was trying to pilot another vehicle and it just didn't work out. Helic- there were so many of these guys I read about that it's like no. they crashed their plane. They crashed their helicopter. Oh, they died in a hang glider accident. Oh, like, good God. Just need that adrenaline, I guess. Helicopters are so dangerous. I'm really scared of them. I would never. You wouldn't get me in a helicopter if I was in Nakatomi Plaza. On and Christmas I was in Die Hard. Day. I watched Die Hard recently too. That's a movie that she I just saw. wanted to drop that reference. I just wanted to here. drop it down. You can cross that off the list of things she hasn't seen. I saw Die Hard now for the first time ever. Don't at me. Colin McRae also has a series of video games named after him that are still being produced even after his death. So if you're oh, seeing so like rally, yeah, rally, rally car, car racing, um, most rally car video games tend to have the word rally in them um, or the or the term Colin McRae in the okay. title. Um, <laughs> okay, but also the video games Gran Turismo 4, 5, and 6 also all have rally. Oh, well. I didn't realize those were rally video yeah. games. I mean, what um, do I know? 
Also, Michelle Mouton is the last woman to compete in top-level rallying. She won four rallies, 160 stages, and finished runner-up in the Drivers' World Championships in 1982. Um, In 1988, she co-founded the international motorsport event The Race of Champions in memory of former rival Henri Toivonen, who actually did die in a car crash. Um, Mouton became the first president of the FIA's Women in Motorsports Commission in 2010 and the FIA's manager in the World Rally Championship in 2011. Wow. Uh, Jalopnik actually recently published an article about her called Rallying's Most Tenacious Driver Was a Woman. And we'll share this link on our Twitter. Oh, it's, that's cool. Yeah, it's okay. a good article. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay, finally. Promise. If I'm teaching you all about this race car stuff. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And so does our listeners. You need to know the triple crown of motorsport. Okay. So th- I'm assuming this is like triple crown racing and horses where there are three races that you have to get win all and then you get triple crown. Turns out with this, you don't have to win it all in the same year. Oh, so it's kind of like egotting. Yeah. It okay. is a little more like egotting. All yes. right. All right. So the triple crown of motorsport is winning. Three of the most prestigious motor races in the world during one's career. Oh, okay. So first, the Indianapolis 500. Great. Great. Done. Second, the Monaco Grand Prix. Sure. Okay. So the Monaco Grand Prix is held on a narrow course laid out in the streets of Monaco with many elevation changes and tight corners, as well as a tunnel, making it one of the most demanding tracks in Formula One. Oh, yeah. I've seen like footage of that. It's like Mm -hmm. mirror, mirror, and they're like really tight together. Mm Mm-hmm. So in spite of the relatively low average speeds, the Monaco circuit is a dangerous place to race and often involves the intervention of a safety car. Okay. Indianapolis 500, Monaco Grand Prix. The third one is the 24 hours of Le Mans. Oh no, you have to drive for 24 hours? That's a nightmare. The 24 hours of Le Mans. Uh, That's L-E space M-A-N-S. It is the world's oldest active sports car race in endurance racing, held annually since 1923 near the town of Le Mans, France. The race is organized by the Automobile Club de l'Ouest and is held on the Circuit de la Sartre, which contains a mix of closed public roadways and dedicated sections of racing track in which racing teams must balance the demands of speed with the car's ability to run for 24 hours without mechanical failure. So of the 60 cars which qualified for the 2018 race, only 41 of the cars ran for the full duration. Yeah, because that's got to put a lot of strain on the old pistons. You know what I mean? The race is held each June, leading at times to very hot conditions for the drivers, particularly in closed vehicles with poor ventilation. And often that's the rainy season there too. Oh, so muggy. So the race begins in mid-afternoon and finishes the following day at the same hour the race started the previous day. Over the 24 hours, modern competitors cover distances well over 5,000 kilometers. That's 3,100 miles. Yeah. Um, The record is 2,010s. 5,410 kilometers or 3,360 miles, which is six times the length of the Indianapolis 500, approximately 18 times longer than a Formula One Grand Prix. Drivers and racing teams strive for speed and avoiding mechanical damage, as well as managing the car's consumables, primarily fuel, tires, and braking materials. It also tests endurance, with drivers frequently racing for over two hours before a relief driver can take over during a pit stop while they eat and rest. And current regulations mandate that three drivers share each competing vehicle. So at least you don't have to drive it for 24 hours straight. I guess so, but you're still... You're still driving for at least eight. You know, that's a work day. That's still like, I can probably drive for five and a half to six hours before I start to, like my hip bones start to scream. Yeah. And it's like, you're too old to do this anymore. You know, 
That's crazy. So an endurance, a like uh, uh, a race that's not fast, but like very like um, precise uh-huh. and then a fast race. Yeah. So you have to be, you really have to EGOT this. Yes. Yeah. Only one person has ever won the Triple Crown of Motorsport. Only one? His name is Graham Hill. Okay. He was born in 1929, died in 1975, airplane crash. Um, Oh my God. (laughs) He is the only driver ever to win the Triple Crown of Motorsport, which he did in the late 1960s to 1972. That's amazing. What a thing. You would really have to be an extremely talented Mm -hmm. driver to do that. Yep. Graham Hill. The only one to ever... Triple Man crown. Hill. Bless him. If only he didn't get into that airplane. <sighs> so, hey, you know everything now. I know everything cars. now. I know everything about racing, that's for sure. Now I can't make fun of my friend Jimmy for watching <laughs> racing. <laughs> he's from Indian. He's oh, from he's Indiana. Yeah. Um, so the quiz, it's not over yet, guys. The quiz is called Too Fast, Too Furious. This is a quiz on racing movies. Question one, if you ain't first, you're last. Full title, please. In what 2006 comedy directed by Adam McKay does Will Ferrell play a NASCAR driver whose career hits rock bottom after crashing at the Lowe's Motor Speedway? Question two, wow. In the Disney Pixar Cars franchise, which actor and frequent Wes Anderson collaborator voices the red stock car, Lightning McQueen? Question three. Based on the short story, The Racer by Ib Melchior, this cross-country road wreck film stars David Carradine and Sylvester Stallone in a dystopian future where drivers of the transcontinental road race run down pedestrians for sport. What is the title of this 1975 action film directed by Paul Bartel, which has spawned an entire franchise, including prequels, sequels, and remakes? Question four. The 2017 heist film Logan Lucky stars Channing Tatum, Adam Driver, and Daniel Craig as three Southern boys who plan to rob the Charlotte Motor Speedway during the Memorial Day weekend Coca-Cola 600. Which American director and screenwriter came out of retirement to direct and produce this film? He previously worked with Tatum on two earlier films. Question 5. Bust out your CB radio. Which 1977 film stars Burt Reynolds as Bo Darville, a legendary bootlegger and racer hired to transport 400 cases of Coors beer from Texarkana to Atlanta, while in hot pursuit by a pesky sheriff named Buford T. Justice? FYI, those probably aren't the names by which you would recognize these characters. Question 6. Inspired by the around-the-world 1908 New York to Paris automobile race, the 1965 film The Great Race, starring Jack Lemmon, Tony Curtis, and Natalie Wood, was directed by which American filmmaker? His critically acclaimed films include Breakfast at Tiffany's, Victor Victoria, and the Pink Panther series, though you might also know him as the husband of Dame Julie Andrews. Question 7. The death of an ex-convict played by Jimmy Durante sets in motion the plot of this crazy, zany, loopy, daft, and incredibly long movie. In which 1963 film, directed by Stanley Kramer, do motorists played by Sid Caesar, Jonathan Winters, Mickey Bruni, Buddy Hackett, and Milton Berle go on a wild goose chase to be the first to find $350,000 buried in a state park? Question 8. This 1990 action drama paired future couple Tom Cruise as young race car driver Cole Trickle and Nicole Kidman as neurosurgeon Dr. Claire Lewicki in their first of three films together. What's the name of this movie with mixed reviews described by some as Top Gun in Race Cars? 
Question nine. Look out below. This hugely successful 1981 film starred Burt Reynolds, Roger Moore, Farrah Fawcett, Dom DeLuise, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr., and many others, driving the route based on a real automobile race run from the East Coast to Redondo Beach, California. What's the title of this comedy, directed by Hal Needham, which has gone on to spawn two sequels, one of which you can definitely watch at Mindy St. Clair's house in the Medium Place? And finally, question 10. As of December 2018, not counting spinoffs or shorts, how many films are there in the main series of the Fast and the Furious franchise? I'll give you about a minute to think, and I'll be back with your answers. There are so many race car movies. There are a lot of race movies, and I'm surprised at how many I know. Great. Yeah. I mean, I don't know all of these, but I sure can give it my the old college try. Great. Here we go. Question one. If you ain't first, you're last. Full title, please. What's the name of this 2006 comedy in which Will Ferrell plays a NASCAR driver? That is Talladega Nights, colon, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. You are correct. Yes. Uh, producers pitched the movie idea to studios as... Six words. Will Farrell as a NASCAR driver. <laughs> and they were like, sold! <laughs> Take my money. Question two. Wow. In the Disney Pixar Cars franchise, which actor and frequent Wes Anderson collaborator voices the red stock car, Lightning McQueen? That's Owen Wilson. And honestly, Steve only says wow like Owen Wilson now. Wow. Like, <laughs> to the point where it's making me crazy, where I'm like, all right, that's enough. You can say wow normal. Like, that is, that like dessert, the Owen Wilson wow is only used, it should be used sparingly, you know? It's at the top of the food pyramid. Get to the chopper. <laughs> um, there have been three Cars movies so far, 2006, 2011, and 2017. Um, he also voiced Lightning McQueen in the Pixar short, Mater in the Ghost Light, oh, wow. and in four video games. Did you know that there is a current <laughs> there's a current Twitter theory that Cars is is in is set in like a post apocalyptic world where humans have died off and cars have become sentient? It's it's like once you watch the movies in that lens, it's very dark. Correct. It's very dark. Question three, based on the short story "The Racer" by Il Melchior, um, this cross country road wreck film stars David Carradine and Sylvester Stallone in a dystopian future where drivers of the transcontinental road race run down pedestrians for sport. What's the title of this 1975 action film? This is That's Death Race. 
uh, full title. Death Race 2000. Yes, Death Race yes. 2000. Um, the most recent installment in the franchise was called Death Race, colon, Beyond Anarchy, wow. released in October 2018. Um, other things you needed to know about Death Race. Um, Frankenstein is the main character. Um, he's portrayed by David Carradine, Jason Statham, Duray Scott, Luke Goss, and Manu Bennett. Um, and he is usually the reigning champion of the race. Yeah. So if you get like a question about racing yes. and Frankenstein, yeah. you can... Bet your bottom dollar. That's a death race question. I will say, I watched it recently. Yeah? It's very good. Is it just like Mad Max? It's No, it's like campier. Okay. It's campy, and it's actually kind of funny, but it's campy in the way that roller ball, like the roller derby okay. death movie is not. Like, <laughs> okay. death race is like winking, where it's like, this is crazy, right? Uh, while Rollerball <laughs> takes itself very seriously, oh, okay. and it's very boring as a result. But oh, Death okay. Race is kind of a wild romp. I highly recommend. Romp, you say? A romp. It's a romp. Because the description didn't, didn't make me think I would see it. <laughs> but a film I would see. Question four. Oh, boy. Here we go. The 2017 heist film Logan Lucky stars Channing Tatum, Adam Driver, and Daniel Craig as three Southern boys who plan to rob the Charlotte Motor Speedway during the Memorial Day weekend, Coca-Cola 600. Which American director and screenwriter came out of retirement to direct and produce this film? He previously worked with Tatum on two earlier films. I don't care what our husbands say. I love that excellent. movie. It, that movie was excellent. Excellent. It was fabulous. A heist where no one got hurt. D- uh, yes. That's <laughs> it. Um, I don't know who this is, though. Um, is it uh, Paul Thomas Anderson? I don't know. No. Is it? Who directed another film that Janning Tatum was in? I mean, we watched Magic Mike XXL. Yeah. Well, it wasn't that one. It wasn't that one? Was it? What's the other one? Foxcatcher? What's the other what's the oh, other geez. movie? Was it Step Up to the Streets? No. <laughs> what's the other Tatum movie before Magic Mike? Magic Mike? Cell? Yeah, who directed that? Oh, I don't know. Luke okay. Besson? All right. Oh, Steven who? Soderbergh. Oh, I wasn't going to get that. No. Steven Soderbergh. Okay. Yeah. Um, he worked with Tatum on 2012's Magic Mike and 2013's Side Effects. Um, Steven Soderbergh also directed Ocean's 11, 12, and 13. And he has been married to Jules Asner since 2003. Oh, and just in case people don't know, because some people don't know, um, in the movie, uh, the luck, you know, lo- the Logan's, the Logan brothers' sister, Melly uh-huh. Logan, is played by Riley Keough, who is Elvis Presley's granddaughter. Um, her mother is Lisa Marie Presley, who is the daughter of Elvis and Priscilla Presley. Yep. So just you know, she was great. Question five: Bust out your CB radio. Which 1977 film stars Burt Reynolds as Bo Darville, a legendary bootlegger and racer hired to transport 400 cases of Coors beer from Texarkana to Atlanta while in hot pursuit by a pesky sheriff named Buford T. Justice? FYI, those probably aren't the names by which you would recognize these characters. Uh, Smokey and the Bandit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Did you see that? No, I didn't. But I think there was like a weird time in the 1970s where like CB and ham radio and like truckers like long haul truckers were like the heroes of the american <laughs> south i don't understand very weird so this movie um at that time in america they were basing it on like arcane due to arcane liquor laws it was illegal to ship coors beer east of texas so these two shady guys in in georgia uh-huh. they want some big coors beer for their party so sure. they hire Bandit, who drives a black Pontiac Trans Am, and his friend Cletus, who drives a tractor trailer to pick up a truckload of beer. So their idea is, 
you know, will distract the cops. Bandit will distract the cops so that Cletus can be free and clear with his tractor trailer full of 400 cases of Coors beer to get from Texarkana to Atlanta in like 28 hours or something. So Bandit is like, I'll be the decoy. Like, I'll speed around and they'll chase me and you'll be fine. However... They, like they get the beer that's fine but when they're leaving texas bandit picks up a hitchhiker a lady named carrie who is, is a runaway bride who just lo- left her groom isn't that sally field yes 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 yeah so she just left her groom junior at the altar um junior is the son of sheriff buford t justice oh AKA no smoky and so when they realize this is what happens buford and his son like go on a high-speed pursuit across the southeast to catch the bandit and the runaway bride interesting okay that I'd watch that. Yeah, it sounds fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sure. Question six. Inspired by the Around the World 1908 New York to Paris automobile race, the 1965 film The Great Race, starring Jack Lemmon, Tony Curtis, and Natalie Wood, was directed by which American filmmaker? His critically acclaimed movies include Breakfast at Tiffany's, Victor Victoria, and the Pink Panther series, though you might also know him as the husband of Dame Julie Andrews. I don't remember his name and it's going to make me crazy because I love Victor Victoria. It is Blake Edwards. Blake Edwards. Damn it. Um, That wasn't his, his given name. He was born William Blake Crump. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would probably change that too. <laughs> so uh, the great race and, you know, this is this is 1963. Um, nope. This is 1965. The great race cost $12 million equivalent to $93.3 million in today's money. Oh my gosh. Making it the most expensive comedy film at the time. Um, So Edwards was a big admirer of silent film. Um, He dedicated the film to um, Laurel and Hardy. Okay. And um, the great race incorporated a great many visual gags from this, you know, silent film era, including slapstick, double entendres, and various movie tropes. Um, Also, I have yet to see it, but apparently this film features one of the greatest pie-throwing fights (laughs) in the history of cinema. Oh, your favorite. They threw 4,000 pies. No. The most pies ever filmed in a pie fight. That's too many pies. The scene lasts for four minutes and 20 seconds, and it costs $200,000 to shoot. No. $18,000 just for the pastry. (laughs) Colorful cream pies with fillings such as raspberry, strawberry, blueberry, and lemon were used. And for continuity between days of shooting, the actors were photographed at the end of each day and then made up the following morning to have the same appearance with the same smears of pie crust and filling. Edwards told the cast that a pie fight by itself wasn't funny, so to make it funny, they would build tension by having the hero, dressed in all white, fail to get hit with any pies. (laughs) Okay, that's very good. A four-minute-long pie fight? A four-minute-long pie fight where one guy... Dressed in white. ...doesn't get any pies on him. That's genius. Like Edwards, everyone. Oh, wow. (laughs) Question seven. The death of ex-convict played by Jimmy Durante sets in motion the plot of this crazy, zany, loopy, daft, and incredibly long movie. In which 1963 film do these five motorists go on a wild goose chase to be the first to find $350,000 buried in a state park? Is it, it's a mad, 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 mad world? Ooh. Is it five mads? Four mads. Four mads. Mad, 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 mad world. Yes. Okay. Um, so the original cut of the movie was 210 minutes. Jeez. That's very long. That's too long too for long. me. Too long. Um, the movie's premiere cut was 192 
two minutes and the theatrical version was 161 minutes. Um, so like the stuff that got trimmed and everything, everyone thought it was lost to time. But in 2013, the Criterion Collection and MGM reconstructed and restored the film to as close as possible as the original version envisioned by Kramer. Huh. Um, more fun fact, uh, the film was so crammed with action that each leading actor was given two scripts, one for the dialogue and one for the physical comedy. That's funny. I like that. Um, there was also an insane number of comedy actors who made cameo appearances on this film. So if you find yourself playing the last man Stanton game from the Doug Love Movies podcast, this movie is another great guest to play. So if you're like somebody from the 1960s, sure, we're probably in It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. Okay. Good to know. Question eight, this 1990 action drama paired future couple Tom Cruise as young race car driver Cole Trickle and Nicole Kidman as neurosurgeon Dr. Claire Lewicki in their first of three films together. What's the name of this movie with mixed reviews described by some as Top Gun in race cars? I don't know. Was it the only... Okay, so okay, so they were in uh, Eyes Wide Shut mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. And then they were in... Is it Far and Away? That's the Irish one? Um, they were not in that together. Oh, Oh, then I don't know. What is this movie? Days of Thunder. Days of Thunder. I thought that was a much older movie. 1990. Huh. Who knew? Um, so the movie was neither based on a true story nor a biographical film, but Tom Cruise's character was patterned after the driver, Tim Richmond. Um, but his name, Cole Trickle, is a nod to veteran racer. No. Ready? Veteran racer. Okay. Dick Trickle. Dick Trickle? No! That, a real human man. No. No. Dick Trickle? No. What? <laughs> what? He used that name professionally? His name's Dick Trickle? No. You couldn't go by Richard? <laughs> or Rick Tickle? Or go with a middle name? (laughs) Noah Trickle? Irving. Irving. (laughs) (sighs) Question nine. Okay. Look out below. This hugely successful 1981 film starred Burt Reynolds and a bunch of their other guys and many others driving the route based on a real automobile race run from the East Coast to Redondo Beach, California. What's the title of this comedy directed by Hal Needham, which has gone on to spawn two sequels, one of which you can definitely watch at Mindy St. Clair's house in the medium place. I didn't watch this season. I know. Question. I know. Uh, I don't know what this movie is. Burt Reynolds is in a lot of movies. He's in a lot of movies. A lot of movies a lot with of cars. Racing movies. Yeah. What is it? The Cannonball Run. Oh, I didn't know that was a racing movie. Yes. I thought it was. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was a war movie. I guess. Yeah. So, based, <laughs> so the actual race in real life was run five times in the 1970s, and it was called the Cannonball Baker Sea to Shining Sea Memorial Trophy Dash. Wow. Widely known as the Cannonball Baker or the Cannonball Run, it was named for the driver Ernest Cannonball Baker, who drove across country in 1927 in 60 hours. That's pretty fast. Wow. That's the really race good. Only had one rule. All competitors will drive any vehicle of their choosing over any route at any speed they judge practical between the starting point and destination. And the competitor finishing with the lowest elapsed time is the winner. So they they ran this race like five times during the 1970s. And then like, you know, a journalist was on one of the runs and it turned it into a big story. And then they made a movie out of it. Oh, that's cool. 
Um, while filming, Burt Reynolds became the highest paid actor in cinematic history up to that point, oh making gosh. $5 million for four weeks of work. What? Man, I wish I could get $5 million for four weeks of work. Jeez. <sighs> we got to build a time machine. I know. And then we got to go back in time. We got to mm-hmm. audition for this movie. We got to get it over Burt Reynolds one. <laughs> But the both of us working All together. All female remake of <laughs> yes. Cannonball Run. <gasps> I love it. Done. And finally, question 10. As of December 2018, not counting spinoffs or shorts, how many films are there in the main series of the Fast and the Furious franchise? All right. You got Fast and Furious. Fast and the Furious. Done. Too Fast, Too Furious. Then you got the fastest. <laughs> And the Furiousest. I think it's eight. Is it eight? It is eight. Yes. <laughs> I know Tokyo Drift is like four. Uh, so here's three. here's the order in which they were released. Okay, please. 2001, The Fast and the Furious. Great. 2003, Too Fast, Too Furious. Of course. 2006, The Fast and the Furious, colon, Tokyo Drift. This was also the lowest grossing of all the films. I reviewed that for Buffalo News. I gave it. 2006? Four stars. Yes. Four out of how many? I loved it. Out of five, I loved it. You gave Tokyo Drift. I gave. Four I was out of the only. Stars? I was the only critic so nationwide. We go on, we go on the tomato <laughs> for Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. It'll be a picture Drift. of me, Lauren Tegelfaro, intern, Buffalo News, certified. I fresh. loved it. Certified fresh. <laughs> Number four. Okay. Fast and Furious. That's kind oh, of boring. Okay. 2009. Uh, but we get back on track. They want us to know where we are where in the we're story. At. Uh, Fast Five. Fast Five, yes. Is 2011. Okay. Fast and Furious Six is 2013. Okay. Furious Seven is 2015, and that was the highest grossing of the franchise. And then most recently, Fate of the Furious 2017. Which pisses me off because they could have done F8 of the Furious. Right. But exactly. they did not. Exactly. So the order in which the movies were released is not necessarily the chronology of the story. Sure, yeah. In uh, in the Fast and the Furious canon. Yes. Actually, um, Tokyo Drift was set between Fast and the Furious 6 and Furious 7. Okay. Okay. All right. Great. All right. <laughs> and I will never speak of racing car movies I mean, Ever again. I thought we were going to have that Fast and Furious. Wait, I mean, you and I talked about having a Fast and Furious marathon one day. We did, didn't we? I think we should probably still do that. I mean, we have been talking about... I mean, about we can identify cars now easily. Easily. We'd be like, oh, there's a Formula One. Done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at those exposed wheels. <laughs> um, if you would like... <laughs> if you... If people haven't already shut this off. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, we're you waiting for this. another art episode from Lauren. <laughs> yeah, we're waiting for some something else. Um, please uh, feel free to contact us. We are, uh, email us at missinfopod at gmail.com. Uh, you can tweet at us at missinfopod. Uh, and um, you, you can hit us up on our Facebook page, misinformation colon a trivia podcast. Um, you can recommend us to a friend. Please we're on do. iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and whatever podcast app you prefer using our RSS feed. You can also stream us from our website, www.misinfopod.com. Thank Please you very much. rate, review, and subscribe. Yes. Tell a friend. Tell two friends. <laughs> tell tell and exponentially have them tell each two friends. And then we have a pyramid Turn scheme. Turn it into a pyramid <laughs> scheme. Exactly. And then somehow we monetize this. 
profit. Profit. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> I'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.